Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. Hey, parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Finetti. I've got a good friend, Jamie Cantrell. How, Jamie, how long have we known each other? It was, was it when you came to PCA that we got introduced? Sounds about right, Dan. That's 11 years and counting. <gasps> is it really? It is. Oh, it's over 10 years. It's I mean, been we're decade-long decade friends it's here. It's been a decade-long friends. But I remember when you came because there was a lot of chatter about you. There was. There was. There was a lot of chatter about you because you were the girls' soccer coach at Ursuline. That's that right? correct. Ursuline Academy of Dallas. And I remember somebody showed me a picture of you coaching on the sidelines. You've seen this picture, right? You were like, um, you know, nine months pregnant. <laughs> I, do, do you, have you seen this picture? I don't. Keep going. A, I don't know what you're talking there's about. There's a picture of you coaching on the sidelines, nine months pregnant. Okay. Right? And they're writing this article about you. And somebody handed me this and they said, hey, this person's coming to PCA. I wonder if she'd be interested in getting involved with our girls' soccer program. I remember that. Yes. And I was just like, oh my goodness, like she's committed. <laughs> she, she's out there coaching. Was that, is that a true story? It source? is true. Okay. And actually, if I can add some humor to, to kick us off, uh, we timed it beautifully because both of my boys were born in January, right during the state playoffs for Ursuline. Excellent. And you know, winter soccer, you're drenched in heavy coats and thick artillery and so, you know, after I had my boys, I was both times with both pregnancies back on the field within three to five days. But one of the funniest things that happened is I developed really strong relationships with the officials because they're just, they're great people. And, you know, I had just had Caden okay, and it was about three, five days post delivery and I still looked pregnant. And so the sweet official came up to me and said, Hey, Cantrell, when are you due? And I just looked at him and I said, Hey, you know. He was born a few days ago, but thank you. And the look on his oh. face. So, yeah, that was yeah. one of the, the highlights. Yeah. So, yeah, I was crazy yeah. enough to have children right in the middle of state playoffs. Yes. Oh, that's incredible. So um, both you and your husband, Sean, um, uh, you both played um, athletics uh, at a collegiate level. Correct. Right? So Correct. A- athletics is is obviously something that you, you are <laughs> – Relatively passionate about. Passionate is an understatement. <laughs> is it, understatement? it is an under. You know me, Dan. I know, I know. And you've had uh, you have two boys, correct? Um, that are both you know wonderful athletes. Thank um, you. And um, your your oldest uh, mm-hmm. is my youngest age, and so they've kind of played sports growing up all the way through. And so it's been fun because we've we've gotten to be at a lot of different events with you. My favorite times. Oh yeah, especially if they're um, if they're in the morning, I'm good. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But if they're in the morning, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I don't like evening events. Um, anyway, but um, I've watched you over the years, and I've always been fascinated by um, – so little things that, like, I paid attention to, right, when I was when, when I was kind of just paying attention to you and things that you would do is, like, snacks at games. <laughs> um, you, would, you would not bring normal snacks to games, 
right? You would, they would always be healthy. Um, you know, they were, they were different. Um, one of the things too is, uh, um, I don't know if you still don't eat meat, right? So there was a lot of snacks that didn't have meat and d- just different things like that. So it was a conversation that was always part of, mm-hmm. um, things that, you know, you and I would talk about. And so one of the, one of the reasons that, that we're sitting here talking, um, is because I want you to help our parents think through this concept of, um, how do we best train and be intentional about making sure that our students are um, eating the right things, getting exercise, like what things go into that? And, and it was funny because as I, as I walked upstairs to go get you, I walked by a student who was sitting in the lobby and she was eating Cheetos and drinking a Celsius and that was her breakfast. And, and you've, you've seen this over the years, right, that most young people really don't put things into their body that are really going to help them become the best version of themselves. That is such a profound statement. And parents, if you're out there and you're feeling exactly what Dan's saying, I'm, I'm with you because depending on what age your child is really is a different opportunity to impose an influence. Those teenagers tend to be a little bit more independent. Yes. And, you know, the reason why I feel so strongly is because I made a lot of mistakes myself growing up. Okay. And as, you know, former collegiate athlete, I built a foundation of incorrect nutrition, incorrect. I, I did all these things wrong. I did. All, that's exactly <laughs> I've it. I've learned from them. Well, yeah. it, life is a learning episode. And what happened, and this is really towards the adolescents, young athletes that are listening, I always thought that health was determined by calories, mm-hmm. calories in, calories out. And I got away with that thinking. You know, I was fit and, and trim growing up because I played a lot of sports, but I was fueling myself with foods did not, that did not really have life, were not life-giving. Yeah. And for a long time, because of youthful vitality, I got away with it. Yeah. And then there hit a point that I couldn't anymore. Yeah. And let's talk about that for a second. Sure. Because um, I remember when that um, documentary came out about um, McDonald's. Yes. All uh, right. And the guy, you know, ate McDonald's for like 30 days or whatever it was. And he put on a bunch of weight and his you know, cholesterol went up and he about mm-hmm. died. <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting because that was um, duplicated by a guy who was a triathlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and his body didn't change at all. And one of the things that he talked about is, right, your body's kind of a furnace. Whatever you put into it, you'll burn it. But that's the concept of, right, yes, if you're burning it and you're doing it for 30 days, you could probably, you could probably eat McDonald's for 30 days. If mm-hmm. you're, right, if you're a triathlete and you're a you know, world-class athlete, could you get away with putting a bunch of junk in your body, right, doing that for 30 days? The answer is, okay, probably. Is that something sustainable for a long period of time? Probably not. And if you're not a world-class, world-class athlete – can you put in things that are not going to be nutritious and healthy, that are not going to be building up your body, right? And the answer is no, you really can't. Right? At, some, at some point, and I think you're wise to be starting this conversation with young people because at some point we all kind of hang up the cleats, we all kind of hang up the shoes, and our body hits, let's say, 30, and then everything changes, right? Everything. Your metabolism changes, everything changes. Mm-hmm. And so if you have not learned how to um, go to the store and look for items, right? Bring them home, cook them, eat them, have them. So you said, you know, before kind of as young people, right? How do you impose these things? Well, Mm -hmm. right. When you've got a, you know, middle schooler, right? They're not going to the store and buying food. You are. Right. And so if you're going saying, hey, what do you want? And they're like, well, you know, I want Cheetos and I want this, I want that. And you buy that and you put it in the pantry and then they have access to those things. In a sense, you're kind of, you know, you're complicit, 
in, in right, putting the nutrition in front of them. And so one of the things that I want you to help our parents mm-hmm. is, okay, so give me a different option than Jamie, right? If I'm not going to, you know, buy Cheetos and chips and put them in the pantry, what are you saying that I need to have for my for my students? Well, you know, that's a great question, Dan. And I think one of the things that parents uh, stress or get overwhelmed with is the idea that you have to make these magnanimous changes overnight. Okay. And so what I would say first to your point is that parents, we have to understand that it is our responsibility. You know, God gave us this body to take care of this temple. And um, a lot of times it's either a lack of awareness or a lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. but we are the food decision makers. We're the ones standing on the front lines waging the nutritional warfare. And we wouldn't, you know, uh, want to impose any harm on our children. And we have to look at nutrition as the same thing. It's the greatest weapon and artillery to fuel our children mentally, socially, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Yeah. So parents, I think... Awareness is the first law of learning, and I hope today this particular episode is maybe that first step in in awareness. The second thing that I would encourage parents to do is do a little audit. Okay. Audit your own habits, because one of the greatest things that children pay attention to are your habits. Mm. And children, um, in, in the battle versus good and evil, they pay attention to hypocrisy. So if we as parents aren't <laughs> setting the standard ourselves, and listen, yeah. I'm not act- asking for perfection, um, just take one simple step. Yeah. I think we have to audit ourselves, audit our pantries, audit our refrigerators, mm-hmm. and be honest with ourselves. And it's okay. Give yourself some grace to understand that I'm going to take one step ahead of the next in order to be a little bit better each day. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that you can pay attention to parents is what I call the four P's. Okay. Packaged, preserved, processed, and prepared. Gotcha. These are foods that have a shelf life of forever, and these are foods that do not have life. So understand, if we want a better life, we want to create better lives, we have to eat food that gives life. Yeah. Food from the grounds. That's good. It's simple. That, that, yeah, that make that makes sense, right? So things like Twinkies, right? That you, oh, they you taste could, great. They do. I, I've never, actually literally have never had a Twinkie. I just remember, for, Proud right? Of from, you. <laughs> Proud of you. I, you might be in the minority. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know why. Right? I just. I just remember from Die Hard. Right? When you know the the officer was eating the Twinkie, and and the funny thing is, it's kind of like you know they they don't actually have dates on them, right? Right. Of when, when they go bad, because mm-hmm. of course they never go bad, right? I mean, they could probably survive a nuclear holocaust, right? It, yes. <laughs> right? Six hundred years later, we're all eating Twinkies because they they're the only thing left. But you're right. To to your point, the concept is is if that is a steady part of your diet as opposed to maybe a one-off, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, hey, grab a Twinkie, gra- you know, grab a snack type thing that's, you know, something separate then. But like if I had to look at your steady diet and say, hey, listen, are you eating these things every day? Mm-hmm. Now, you shouldn't be eating these things every day, mm-hmm. right? You, you, what, what are you putting into your body on a consistent basis I think is a really important place to start. Well, I think the biggest challenges that we face as parents are um, – convenience and time. Sure. One thing I hear a lot from parents is I don't have time. You know, we're full-time working parents. We're working from home. We're, you know, I call us Uber parents where we're driving our kids everywhere. And so time really is of the essence. And there are a few things to help you save time. And I have a whole litany of, of resources and ideas and strategies to help um, in that regard, because what winds up happening, and, and I talk to parents about this a lot, is where we fail in time and, and creating the time hits us in our budget. Mm. So we don't 
you know, create the time to meal prep or plan or, you know, cook or what have you. And then we wind up going through the drive through. Yep. And I did an exercise where I drew, drove through Chick-fil-A and for a family of four, it was, you know, 50 some dollars for a meal. Yeah. Take okay. a family of six through there, by the way. Oh, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> That's not sustainable. Yeah. You know, you do that yeah. a couple times. And three of them are boys. And oh, and like, they eat double meals. I know. It's like, do you not, when my kids were smaller, Right, so, Sophie's the only person in my family that's ever had a kids' meal. My boys never had a kids' meal. <laughs> never. Right? They, they, yeah, they're six years old, and it's like you know, they're ordering out the menu and they're getting two sandwiches. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Right. If you don't plan, right, you're paying out of pocket much more for food that's probably not as healthy as if you had taken the time to go through and prepare things yourself. And listen, and again, I'm going to go back to the conversation of grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, here I am. I'm far from perfect at this. Um, you know, last night, for example, we were at a baseball tournament and failed to plan. Yeah. And so we paid for it. But yeah. in saying that, if you can create a level of awareness around, you know, what does it cost on a weekly basis all the times we're eating out? And then multiply that by four weeks and, and figure out what your munch, monthly budget is eating yeah. out. I think it's very sobering yep. to understand how much output is going towards foods that do not serve you. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you look at the four P's, uh, packaged, pre- prepared, preserved and processed foods do an audit that's that's step number one step number one good and i like I, the four p's by the way super it, helpful well super you can you can remember them yeah and i think what you're going to discover in all of the four p's is what i call the biggest culprit is sugar ah. uh, sugar is quickly becoming the new cancer yeah it's in everything and rule of thumb is you, it, well, it's it's in everything that tastes good well sure and what happens neurologically <laughs> yeah. is you truly become addicted to yeah. it. Yeah. So it's not a concept. And, and, the, and the amounts of sugar. Oh. That's, that's the other thing, right? It's, it, you know, we, we talk about something maybe having sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's one thing. Right. When you flip over and you read the amount of sugar it has and right. you go, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Because for me, right, and you said calories before, right? right. But, but calories are important. For me to burn the amount of calories, right, of drinking a Gatorade. I mean, the amount of sugar with with Gatorade has responded to that because right? they've come out with you know G you know G two and it's got like you know half the sugar if they've got you know sugar free and so there's other options out there but if you just drink a Gatorade I mean that's a ton of sugar that's that you're two to three days worth yes. of you know and I and, and one of the things that I've learned is that you really want to aim for if you turn the package over mm-hmm. you're going to see added grams of sugar okay you really want to be fo- hyper focused on the added grams of sugar people okay. people ask me all the time well fruit have a lot of sugar in them. Well, there's also incredible health benefits. You've got to weigh the risk versus the reward. There's a a great comedian that talks about that, Uh Nate Bargazzi. Yeah, I love him. And and he does the, uh, show me your fruit friend, right, who's, you know, out of of shape and overweight because they've been eating fruits. And it's like, it doesn't happen. So so when you're talking about fruit and sugar versus added sugar in a processed food, right, they're totally different on how your body processes them. Completely. Now, granted, if if you're pre-diabetic or have diabetes, you want to pay attention to the glycemic index, right? Yes. If you're eating bananas or mangoes or cherries quite a bit, your mangoes, levels... Mangoes are pretty good, though. I love them. I know. Add them so to a awesome. salad. It's yes. great. It's good stuff. But Some I of think the stuff that God has created... He's so wise. Crazy. Just so good. He's so good. So good. Yeah. But the, the sugar sugar debate, eat the fruits, Yeah. Um, ditch the added sugars. And, and here's the thing. If you can stay 25 grams or below a day okay. of added sugars, okay. it's a great place to start. Okay. Now here's what's really crazy. So that's a, like a Coke has more than that. A Coke, a, a packet of ketchup at Chick Fil A. <gasps> You'd be surprised. 
I'm not going to tell you. I would. I'm not going to tell you how much is in it. But think about it. How many of those packets in one sitting do you mind-numbingly put back? You don't even realize. So I think, again, parents. I don't need the ketchup. The Chick-fil-A sauce. (laughs) Well, that's another podcast. (laughs) I mean, it tastes good. You're right. You know, and here's the thing. There can't be sugar in that. Oh, there is. In Chick-fil-A sauce. But it's balance, right? I'm not not encouraging families to go out and cut everything out because your kids will feel like they're being punished. But that's the thing, too. I think when when, when somebody's listening, right, it's an immediate like, oh, I can't do that. So you turn it off. Sure. And I think what you're saying is there's, there's steps that you can take to be better. Correct. And if you think about it, mm-hmm. you will realize, you know what? I probably should take those steps, right? And they're baby steps and they're small steps, right? But I think those are things to say, don't ignore this. Because it, here's the reality. When your kid hits high school and they're eating Cheetos and drinking a Celsius for breakfast and mm-hmm. that's a normal for them, mm-hmm. I'm just like, that. that's just a bad place to be. It, it wears out your body. It tires you out. The other part of it is um, a lot of our students can't focus in class well. And I'm just like, okay, here's the deal. You didn't put good nutrients into your body. You didn't get good sleep. You're not getting a good education because in a sense, you're not coming here with your body, which by the way, your mind is is actually part of your body, mm-hmm. right? Your body, when you take your body with you when you want to engage your mind, but your mind can't do the functions that it's supposed to do while you're here in school because you didn't put in, in a sense, the fuel that your body needs. And so it's it's an unfortunate situation, right, that that's the reality. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. I think Sage does a fantastic job mm-hmm. of putting out a lot of different options. And it's funny because our young people who have been brought up in this whole processed world walk into Sage and they'll, they will say to me, well, there's nothing I like here. And my response is always, well, have you tried this? No. Well, have you tried that? No. And I'm like, I don't get that concept. I don't get the concept of I don't like anything when you haven't even tried it, mm-hmm. right? They have incredible soups. Um, they have an incredible salad bar. They have a sandwich bar that you can make. I mean, and then three different offerings, right? And, you know, and various levels of health. But, you know, we joke as adults because they do some of the best vegetables, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the kids are like, well, yeah, I don't eat that. And I'm like, oh, my, you're, you're missing out. You're missing out on somebody else doing all the work and all the prep and putting something in front of you that's healthy and balanced and nutritious. And like you're missing it because you're not willing to try it. And I think parents need to own that reality. If your student is coming here to PCA and they're not eating sage, they're not taking advantage of opportunities to actually get a healthy, well-balanced diet. Your point is so brilliant. I'm so glad we're talking about this. You know, as parents – we want the best for our kids, yes, right? We will pay absolutely. for extra tutoring sessions. Yep. We will pay for extra sports. coaches. Co- yes. We Amen. will go the gamut to give our kids the best life. Yes. And my question is, why do we skimp on the nutrition side? Yes. Why is that the one area that we're so overwhelmed and exhausted that we allow our kids to sort of overrule us there? Yeah. And what happens is if, if you don't train your children now, you know, young kids or even in high school, even though they are flexing the independence muscle – you still have an opportunity to collectively, collaboratively walk alongside each other and and start simple with better habits because you're right. What happens over time, you create this compound effect. Yes. And day in and day out, if kids are eating donuts and and that's the one thing I will say, I in a school setting as a former teacher, the rewards were always sugary foods and even an advisory. Yeah. Um, okay. So can so maybe that's I'm, I'm guilty. I've got, so am I. I've got seventh grade boys as an advisory. I, right? I'm and guilty we, too, Dan. Yeah. But you know maybe that's one area we can all 
say, hey, you know, the kids may not like it. Yeah. Fruit salad instead yeah. of a <laughs> instead of donuts. My kids are the first to dive into the donuts. They love them. They're like, mom never buys them at home. But I think that there are simple steps yeah. that we can do yeah. to create a better compound effect for yes. our teenagers. Yeah. And here's why. In my early 30s, my poor nutritional choices caught up to me to the point where my body physically broke down. Really? Right. It, it okay. had a litany of health challenges, which entered me into this wellness community. So it's oftentimes people don't make changes in their nutrition until or their lifestyle yeah. until they have to. Yeah. I was one of those people. Teenagers don't care about that. Yeah. They're not into prevention. Nope. They're not into, it, it, it's not important. They're to indestructible. Correct. Right? And, and the reality is, is one, they're not. They're not. Because, because you're not going to stay 16 the rest of your life. But I, I think to your point, if you can train a young person to make wise decisions, mm-hmm. right, then when they hit 30, right, they don't have to hit that rock bottom of, oh, now I have to make changes. Right. It's like, no, it's just a part of your, your life. It's just a, it, it's, a, it's a normal part of paying attention to the diet that you have, the exercise that you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And you just, you maintain that lifestyle, right? I mean, one be- of the greatest health benefits is walking. Everybody <sighs> can do that, right? I mean, just kind of that get out there and do something from an exercise standpoint to, to move, right, the body that God's given you. Well, and they're saying sitting sitting is now one of the most dangerous mm. um, aspects to our lifestyle. Being sedentary yeah. is one of the leading contributors to heart disease and cancer and diabetes, Um but let me give you an example yes. of, you know, parents probably are listening saying, okay, what can I do? I know this. There's a difference between knowing and doing. Yep. So what is it that I can do? One of the things that I was introduced to was you know, we were a sugar cereal family, believe it or not. And my kids will go back and, and reminisce about the glory days. <sighs> but instead of pulling it from the shelves, Fruity Pebbles, Fruity Pebbles oh, yeah. Lucky Charms, Lucky Charms. You know, every now and then I'll reward the boys with, you know, a box. They get to pick out a box of cereal and they think it's a heyday. But instead of like pulling everything from the shelves and making them feel punished. Yes. We went from five, seven days a week to I started cutting down. Let's just do it on the weekends. Let's celebrate it, make it. So it was this gradual progression of not only taking away, but here's the key, Dan, adding in more good. So parents, keep what you have going on right now. Mm -hmm. But add in more good and don't make it a big highlight reel and don't put a neon sign around it. Right. But add more so that it's addition by subtraction. You add the good and then slowly start to phase out. And so now what happened over time was we would have cereal on the weekends. My kids lost a taste for it. Sure. And then eventually we just phased it out entirely and they don't miss it. So it was this gradual progression that I just focused on one thing at a time. So parents start with sugar. Maybe that's that's you know Gatorade. You mentioned Gatorade. Um, Gatorade is not a sponsor of the program, so okay, yeah. I don't want I don't want to take away your endorsements <laughs> here. Yeah, so we can we can talk about them from a positive or negative standpoint. Well, however listen, you want, right? listen. Uh, my kids will have Gatorade, right? They'll be at ballparks and they'll yeah, have it. Yeah. However, you know there are some great electrolyte um, options out there. Gatorade has been touted to replenish electrolytes. Sure. You know the sugar there's comes. Other, there's other options. There's out other there. options. Yep. Even the G two without sugar. Yep. If they take the sugar out, they're adding something in there that's not good. Okay. So you have to, whenever someone takes sugar out, that's code for what else are they putting in there? Ah. So some of those, when you flip over the ingredients and you look at all of these long words, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And another phrase that I've adopted is if it's made from a plant, eat it. If it's developed from a plant, don't. So that is something that you can be mindful of as well. But, you know, a healthy swap is instead of Gatorade, look into some healthier electrolyte alternatives. They still taste great. 
but they're better at doing what they're supposed to do. Gotcha. So maybe that helps. No, it does. Um, so I, I, here's here's the right. You gave us the four P's, right? right? Super super great. Um, the pick one thing, mm-hmm. right? So it might be cereal, it might be chips, it might be something else or whatever. Um, is is there something else from a parenting perspective, right? I mean, you know, I, I want to start there. Is there a resource or is there a place I can go look that would give me some more information? I, I don't want to make this my full-time job, mm-hmm. okay? But I, I want a little bit more of saying, hey, Jamie, you know, help me in a sense, you know, find some better recipes, help me find some better, like, where do you go when you want to find things to, to bring into your home? Like, is there a place that you, you're going to laugh, but it's Instagram for me. Really? It's Instagram. Okay. And, and yes, there are, some, if you, if you narrow what it is you're looking for, yes, then you can find, you always find what you're looking for sure. in life. Yeah. And so for me on Instagram, there's uh, several people I follow that are great with meal prepping, great for, for our family in our season, we are on the go all the time. Right. So I need healthy, quick meals. Yes. I have several that, and, and I can provide those to you and to your audience that I find are just really functional. Okay. But I, because I live in a world and most of us do where 30 second to 90 second mm-hmm. reels, mm-hmm. sound bites, that's what works for me. I collect a lot of great data, data from there. Okay. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes there's great Pinterest, but really social media, believe it or not, gets a bad rap for the, the misuse. I find it to be incredibly educational. Look at you redeeming social media. I am. I am. Well, I mean, you can go down the scroll hole. Don't spend <laughs> six hours trying to be all planned. But there are definitely people who have created a niche uh-huh. and do it very well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like, um, you know, you, you'll pop up on my social media, my Facebook feed every once in a while, and you're talking about things that you've learned and things that you've shared. And so you're moving into kind of creating a ministry for other parents of athletes, right? Trying to produce the best mm-hmm. um, meals, right? I mean, just a healthy environment for their, you know, their athletes, for their children. So I appreciate you speaking into this. I appreciate your your passion for it. Um, I appreciate your passion, just generally, Thanks, right? Because yeah, you're, you're a relatively passionate. You and Sean are always fun to be at a game with. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I might give some advice, but sometimes I need to eat my own advice, no, right? It's, it's always it's always good. But I mean, I do. I, I think our parents... Um, as you said before, right, we will go, um, you know, bend over backwards and do whatever we can to give the best for our students, mm-hmm. to give the best, right, to our children and to make sure that their lives are doing well, right? And I think the nutritional aspect is something that we really need to pay attention to um, because, the you know, the girl eating Cheetos and drinking a Celsius is not the, oh, my goodness, that's such a random thing that's so rare. Oh. It's, you know. It's what motivates yeah, me. It's 80%. It's 90% of our kids, right? When they're getting snacks, they're getting unhealthy snacks. Um, you know, when they're drinking things, they're drinking, you know, Celsius and, you know, whatever all the other ones are, right? That are so full of you know, energy drinks at 15 years old. Oh, don't get it me doesn't even It doesn't even, like, fathom. It's like, you know, you're going to be 30 one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> heart, palpita- heart palpitations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just seriously. So I, I think from a parent standpoint, pay attention to this. Take this first step, right? Mm-hmm. Look at those P's. That's great. Um, you know, pick one thing. Start, you know, addition by sugar, subtraction. Sugar. Right? sugar. Start with sugar. Address that. Look at those things. So this is this is super helpful for our oh, parents. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Dan. You bet. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. 
It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on the journey.